The Thriving Over Surviving podcast is for informational and inspirational purposes and not meant to be medical advice. Please consult your physician for any medical issues you may be facing. The opinions expressed by guests and advertisers are their own and not necessarily the opinions of Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sahesian. I was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis. I've learned a lot about MS in myself over the past few years, but the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. MS and other autoimmune diseases tend to be a bit of a bummer if we let them. So why not battle back by finding our joy? Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Thriving Over Surviving. I am here with Dr. Samantha Benson, physical therapist extraordinaire. Hello, Sam. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. Okay, everybody listening. This woman is just so delightful. The next 10 minutes of your life are going to be so happy and information just pouring out. Uh, No pressure, Sam. Yes, I know. And I'd be funny too. That's, that's hard for me to do. That's your job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try like really bad. Okay. We're going to work this together. Um, <laughs> so I met Sam through a mutual friend and we ended up, I guess, collaborating a little bit on a book that you're writing. Can you tell us a little bit about that adventure? Yes. So it's called Breakthrough Multiple Sclerosis. Um, It's for newly diagnosed individuals with MS and just is a resource and guide on kind of some, a little bit about the diagnosis and kind of what you can do about it as far as physical functional mobility. Wow. That's a lot, right? Yes. And (laughs) what's the premise of the book? Like, how is it framed? It's about kind of preventative rehab and prehabilitation. So it's it's a resource because I recognize that there was kind of a lack of um, insurance coverage and even awareness about preventative and, and preventional physical therapy for multiple sclerosis. Um, most people don't see PT until they already have deficits, but there's so much you could do before that point. So not only does insurance not cover preventative therapy a lot of the time, but physicians don't refer for it either. So this kind of breaks that gap and allows you to be in charge of your own body and understand what you can be doing, even though the resources aren't going to come naturally to you. How did you get involved with multiple sclerosis in the first place? When I went to physical therapy school, I thought I was going to work for like a sports team, but that is like almost the opposite of what I ended up doing because I (laughs) fell in love with neuro rehab, with the brain and all of the fascinating things that, um, well, when the brain is damaged, what you can do to recover. Um, I wanted to start a business and originally thought I was just going to be a more generalized neuro rehab, but I had a family friend get diagnosed with MS, asked me if I could help her and I dove into the research and was just so fascinated with the with the potential uh, for rehab and MS. So I kind of just have focused on that since. So it's personal. Yeah, it is. You know, and I just, I've seen so many people in my life get, get MS from some people that I don't know that are like kind of acquaintances to even some like personal family friends. So it's just something that I, I wanted to, to know more about. And I have loved every second of helping people in the MS community. You're all incredible, really. 
you know, we try. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like, it is an unparalleled community. You know, I've, I've been involved in like stroke communities and Parkinson's disease and just MS is, I don't know, the, the community is what has kept me really. It's, it's, it's incredible. I'm sure we have a spectrum of um, people that are listening today. And so I want to start out by asking you a little bit about your insight on preventative care, as you discussed. Mm -hmm. And when people are newly diagnosed, specifically um, tips, things they can look out for, things they can do to support themselves so that in the future, not only are they aware of the parts of their body, I guess, um, that might be, uh, changing, mm -hmm. um, but how they can support themselves. So I think what you started off with, and I'm sure you can relate to this mm -hmm. very well, but it's extremely overwhelming when you first get diagnosed. And I think what's, what the most, one of the most challenging things is, is how much conflicting information there is out there, you know, especially with diets and, you know, and exercise and medications. And it's, it's, it's confusing and it's information overload at first. So I just always say, take it one day at a time. Um, literally just focus on what is gonna get you through this day to start until you start to be more comfortable with starting to learn new information. And then also know that there's more than just your neurologist out there that's, that is prepared to support you. And I think understanding that can really be beneficial from from your perspective, Edie, like this, these podcasts, Thriving Over Surviving, you're gonna see so many more people that are, understand different aspects of the body and the neurologist isn't isn't always thinking about those things you know they're thinking about the brain and i had a friend and patient say i thought my neurologist was going to be my team captain but then she she said then i realized i'm my team captain you know i have to do these things i have to understand who is available to me so there's there's a lot of different resources and listening to podcasts like this can really help you understand who else is out there that can be part of your team along the way? That is incredible. So self-advocacy, right? Yes. And so that stage when you're first diagnosed, which, you know, could be different for everybody. Um, mine was pretty much in like a, I want to say three month span, which is fairly short. Mm -hmm. And other people have been going through so much for so long and trying to advocate for themselves mm -hmm. and what they're feeling and people just aren't listening. So it's easy to get discouraged. Absolutely. Um, so I know you're a physical therapist, but when you say, um, reach out to other doctors, what does that sound like to you? Um, who, if I'm my team captain, who's on my team? Yeah. So, you know, obviously it's easy for me to say physical therapists because I'm here, but also social workers can help with, things like disability, if that becomes, if it, even if it's something that you're thinking, like, what if I have to do this, even if it's just something you're preparing for a potential in the future, um, it's good to talk to someone about that process, just so you're prepared if it ever happens to you or is something that you need to worry about. Um, occupational therapists are excellent if you have any questions about setting your home up to be, um, to kind of change along with you, like set it up so that your home is, is safe for you if your mobility starts to change. Great. Like different ways you can arrange your home for safety and like fall prevention and um, yeah, like safety measures, grab bars. I mean, just, you know, different adaptations, even if it's something that you're not interested in doing right now, but just knowing is this, is this home somewhere that I can continue to age in? There's occupational therapies, gotcha. therapists that just specialize in that. 
That's great. I know for myself, I have a um, my floor, my floor, my house is one story. Yeah, that's ideal. So yeah, yeah. Not that I shouldn't be walking up and down the stairs quite frequently, yes. <laughs> just to try that practice. But um, as for as far as mobility and ease of movement, it makes for a very nice situation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I, you know, I in Philadelphia where I live. I very rarely see someone with like, a, they live on the first floor of their home just because, you know, it's like all those tight row homes. And so there are creative ways for people to age in their home, even if they don't have that set up. And occupational therapists are, are great at helping with that too. And then I guess like the next big one is um, a psychologist. They're just, I've met some fantastic psychologists who specialize in, in uh, chronic diseases and work closely with people with multiple sclerosis and can help you with any stage of MS, but especially in the early on one where life is very overwhelming and there's a lot of questions. Like at a, at a comprehensive MS center, like if you can find, if one of those is available to you, which is typically in like the big cities, you'll meet so many different healthcare professionals while you're there just to get a more of an idea of who is able to help you. I'm just thinking because of the pandemic now and the access to individuals such as yourself, What's the probability that they do any kind of online support? I think almost every healthcare professional is has some access to online support now, which I think, you know, I think the world was headed that direction, but the pandemic just really sped up that process. Insurances are now even covering virtual rehab, virtual physical therapy and virtual other virtual services. So I think that that's more and more accessible and if you and you can search specifically for that on on certain places, I know that National MS Society has some pretty um, interactive tools for you to search for providers, specific providers, and then on there sometimes it'll say if they have virtual. Op. Going back to what you said in the beginning, being my own advocate, taking the mm -hmm. time to look that stuff up. Um, I need to set some of that time apart mm -hmm. so that I do that because I feel like time just keeps ticking and I'm not, um, I'm not exercising my brain <laughs> as yeah. much as I could in this realm. And so, um, yeah, I get focused on the movement and not so mm -hmm. much on the processing. Yeah. And I, you know, I think listening to podcasts and learning in any way you can, that's something I talk about in the book about how do, how can you improve cognitive changes and learning is incredibly um that's one of the most the most beneficial things that researchers can find is any type of learning like a lot of people are interested in crossword puzzles and all these like brain game apps on our phone and there's not anything that says those aren't helpful but just learning something new is one of the best things you can do um, so listening to podcasts learning different information like having stimulating conversations and reading books um or trying to learn a new language i mean any any new new skill or hobby that you're trying to learn can really stimulate your brain and help with cognitive changes. Well, everyone that's listening today has a leg up. <laughs> yeah. So I am so excited to hear that. Let's keep pushing that piece. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like growing, um, learning is one of my core values. And so um, that is all right up my alley. Um, Dr. Samantha Benson, I really appreciate you being here today with us to share a few tidbits. And um, we'll look for you again on a future show. Absolutely. Thank you. I want to uh, make sure everybody knows where to find you in case they are looking out for you. Yeah, on Instagram, I've um, had some posts like a couple times a week. It's at rehab for your brain. 
And then my company is called BrainHab PT, like Brain Rehab, BrainHab. Um, so that's on Facebook and also website, BrainHabPT.com. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. You guys look out for that. And we'll see you next time. Keep thriving. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Visit the website at thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our social media, my blog, and lots more. See you next time when we chat it up with another autoimmune warrior on the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Keep thriving. Thriving.